raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Let's welcome Hunter Bailey on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. He writes for not only the Charlotte Observer, but he also covers the Charlotte Hornets for the Charlotte Post. You should go follow him on Twitter at Hunter underscore Bailey 45 with a recent article on Brandon Miller and how well he has been playing so far for the Charlotte Hornets. I do want to focus on the 49ers, though, first, Hunter. My first question is, are you one of the suspensions? I will steal the joke from Nick Carboni. <laughs> are you one of the suspensions that Biff Pogey is keeping close to the vest? I'm out for the game, man. Good call. Um, I can't believe he, he didn't spell the news, but we'll break it here on WFNZ. <laughs> yes, and it's the second time that Hunter Bailey has broken news. It was when he received his job. Hunter Bailey out for this game. Unfortunately, he is out because of a suspension due to Biff Pogey. What is the clarity on the suspension list here, Hunter? Do we have any? So he will not say it, but they painted it pretty much black and white. They took Yabioki off of the depth chart. They took mm. Stone Handy and then Ali, Ali, uh, the safety who muffed the punt at UCU a couple weeks ago. Uh, so those three guys, I'm assuming are the three. I don't know why you would take them off if you're not going to suspend them or why you would do it and not say anything about it. I feel like the situation is pretty odd, but those are the three I'm assuming who will not be traveling to Tulsa this weekend. All right. So as we continue to seek more clarity on not only suspensions, but injuries, it was real bad at the quarterback spot. This last game, Jalen Jones got injured. Trexler Ivy. He also got injured. We got to our fourth quarterback against FAU when Dom Schaffner uh, entered the game. Where are we on the injury front Hunter specifically at QB? Yeah. So Trexler took a hit. Uh, he was, he slid and got hit on a slide and no flag was thrown. He's, Poji won't necessarily like give an injury designation. He said Jalen is hurt the worst of the two. Uh, but that sounds like they're expecting either Dom Schaffner or Michael Owens. Uh, talking to him yesterday, a decision has not been made, but I assume both Dom and then uh, Michael Owens will both play on Saturday. Hunter, when you look at this team and how things are going in this first season, especially in the offense, when I watched the game, walking, I talked about it, just how simplistic it is. If it's not a run, uh, a basic run principle, it's a fake and a rollout and throw into the flat. Do you anticipate that there will be changes to this coaching staff uh, when this season concludes? I think so. I'm not, I'm not sure uh, if they'll retain Mike Miller. I think there's definitely some things they can do I mean, he's he's been all across college football. He's been at Maryland. He's been with Clemson, been, been at Alabama. But this is his first time as being offensive coordinator. He, he was co-OC with the Terps. But this is his first time, as he told me, making the decision. There's a big difference between advising those decisions and actually making them. And I think you've kind of seen conflicting of style and personnel. They want to be this, you know, I formation, Big Ten team, run the ball down your throat and then go play action. But they don't they don't have that kind of personnel on the offensive line. They're also dealing with struggles, injury, injury issues there. I'll be interested to see what they do in the portal. You've heard Deion Sanders. I mean, he said straight up, we need new linemen. I think Charlotte's in a similar boat. They've gotten some really good production from right tackle Jasper Parks. But outside of that, it's been kind of mixing, matching and hoping 
that the transfers you brought in in year one are going to mesh. And I mean, you're returning one starter from last year and not that's Johnny King. And now he's out for the season with a knee injury. So it's the hodgepodge on the offense. And I, I do think there could be staff changes at that position next season. And that's the thing too, when you talk about all of the transfers that they brought in, obviously they've been disappointed because they disappointing because they're not winning. But when you look at these guys, do you see potential? And also, I'm sure that you follow them on the recruiting trail as well. You know, the reinforcements that will be coming in because a lot of people have been talking about how coaches may be getting too lazy and just wanting to go to the portal. So uh, what do you see from this group that he has in and how much he will need to get? Yeah, I know that Biff is a big portal guy. I don't know percentage as far as he would like to recruit portal versus high school, but I do know he's fully intending on going to the portal and trying to bring in as much talent as possible next year. I think I think one thing to watch is how many players leave in this cycle. Obviously, we saw 40 leave after the switch from Healy to Poji. I'll be interested to see kind of what happens with the rest of the Healy holdovers. And then even some of the guys Poji brought in, you think of guys like Yabi, who's the best defensive player. He's a senior. He will move on. They need, they're going to need help on both sides of the trenches and, and mainly a quarterback. And whether that's a Michigan transfer, another St. Francis guy, or some kind of power five drop down, I am almost certain that they will address that position this offseason. Well, and Hunter, Hunter, I mean, the defense, that's what was most disappointing to me. I, I, we know what it is with the offense, but you score 16 points. You won with 10 the week prior, but this week you get beat by 22 because the defense allows 38 points. What are the biggest problems on defense right now? I think it's the penalties, man. You give up 12 for 104 penalties. I mean, first drive of the game, literally first play of the game, roughing the passer. Follow that with a face mask, illegal hands to the face, and was it five, six plays? FAU's in the end zone. They're off and running. Uh, the big play has been in Charlotte repeatedly, and they kind of cut that down against ECU. They only allowed four chunk plays in that game for 55 yards. And then you flip the switch completely against FAU. And I will say they were missing their starting safety, Wayne Jones, and their best corner, Dante Balfour, going against LeJonte Wester, uh, FAU's best wideout. Uh, but Ryan Osborne said it. I mean, he's he's making wholesale changes in how the personnel is ran in and out of the on the defense, and he's going to make that call. And he said flat out, like, if I don't trust you, you're not going to play this Saturday or for the rest of the season. So he's he definitely took it personally, and I I agree that that game is solely on the defense. I mean, you 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 said it. You know what you're going to get from the offense. They're literally averaging 14 points a game. So you got to either score on defense, score in special teams, and limit them to two touchdowns or less if Charlotte's going to be competitive and stay in these games. And on the last thing, we know the incident that happened after the last game, and then you talk about how much this team gets penalized. What is your vantage point as far as the, the discipline of this football team on and off the field? So Biff Poggi said in the docuseries on ESPN Plus, Mining for Greatness, even in the trailer actually, that he is the greatest on the planet at taking broken, wounded young men and healing them, teaching them the way, the right way to do things. And you're seeing, I mean, we're, we're talking about three suspensions. Obviously, he took that very personally. Two of those guys he coached in high school. The other, if it is, like I say, if these guys are the ones suspended, would be Stone Handy, a Will Healy holdover. And, I mean, 
I mean, you saw it, right? 12 penalties. You've got bad looks on national TV with state troopers trying to break up some of the players arguing on the sidelines. You've got Yabioki getting penalties literally during halftime as the teams walk off the field. It hasn't been a good look. And, I mean, he jokingly said it after ECU because we asked him, how, how do you fix this? Because there were key penalties in ECU that knocked him out of field goal range that really almost cost him that game. And he jokingly said torture. Like, that's how he helped us. Like, and I, I don't know necessarily what you do, right? Because it's like 70 new players, 50 returnees, and you're trying to mix and match all this while losing, right? These are college kids. You're two and six. You had high expectations. He said it when the year started. We're going to play 15 games. We're going to win the AAC. Now you're two and six. And if you lose one more, bowls out the window for good. Yeah, not a good start for the Charlotte 49ers, not a good midseason. Let's see if they can get to uh, get on track and at least provide us with a good ending. The Charlotte Hornets, they might not be on a great start. Brandon Miller is, though, and Hunter Bailey wrote all about it. You can find it on his Twitter timeline, at Hunter underscore Bailey 45, writing for the Charlotte Post. Covers the 49ers for the Charlotte Observer, and he's also host of the Highway 49 podcast. Hunter, we appreciate the time, man. As always, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Hunter. Absolutely, guys. Take it easy. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.